Hi, everybody. Welcome to the video and live streaming show. I'm John Lacey, and I'm joined as always by Sam Proof. Today, we're going to be talking to you about maybe encouraging you to take your first steps with OBS Studio and why you might want to think about this software, even if you're not a streamer or um, you know a content creator in that sense, it, it does have some really cool uses. So we are going out live to all the various places. So please let us know where you're watching from. We'd love to hear from you in the chat if you are watching live. Um, it's funny, I've, I've been trying to make this a thing for a while and I don't think anyone's indulging me, but I'm gonna try again today. If you are watching live, uh, put that hashtag in team live, or if you're watching later on, hashtag team replay. Uh, Sam, hi, how are you? How's your week been? Okay, uh, it's it's the last week of uh, summer before the kids go back to school. So we've been doing a lot of family stuff. Uh, there's a lot of kitten stuff moving around. We've had, you know, an adoption here and kittens getting ready to go to a different enclosure and things like that. So it's it's been a busy blur of a week. And I'm like, I don't know. I know I've done a lot of stuff, but I don't know what I've done anymore. <laughs> How's things with you, John? Yeah, not too bad. Um, it's It's been really interesting because, um, and, and people won't know this for a variety of reasons, but um, this is technically our 40th episode of this show. And I should note that I think only about 37 of them are available to watch because when we first started, uh, we did these offline and I had to edit them and upload them. And it was just, there were a few that, that didn't really see the light of day, but it is, I don't know, it's it, like it's been 40 weeks in a row for me and I, I, I don't, I'm having a lot of thoughts and feelings about that and I've, I've tried to unpack some of those um, on LinkedIn and elsewhere during yeah. the week. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's been really cool and, um, you know, I appreciate that, you know, people are showing up and, and joining us for these things. Speaking of which, hi to uh, Drax in the, in hey, the comments there over on, okay. on Twitch. Thank you for, for joining us today. Um, so I guess, Sam, like we are talking about OBS today. Um, we love, you know, we don't really need much of an excuse to talk about OBS because it is yeah. kind of one of our favorite things. But uh, maybe, do you want to speak to, you know, why um, OBS might be uh, something that you want to use? And I'm just going to turn that banner off so that makes yeah. sense. Um, yeah. Sure. Um I, I will say that straight out, OBS is my favorite streaming software, and it is A, because I am extremely frugal, and OBS is free, completely free. There's no upsell. There's no pro version. There's never a point where you're like, well, this was good, but if I want to unlock X, Y, and Z, I need to do this. No, you get all of the things. There are additional scripts and plugins, so you can customize OBS to, to your heart's desire. Speaking of which, it has customizable docs like these. So you can see I've added in like Twitch chat so I can see that while I'm streaming. I've added in my ability to run my, you know, update my Twitch stuff there. I even have a dice roller for a board game that I play on stream built into my docs. So it's crazy how much customization you can do in OBS that you can't do in a restream studio or a stream elements or a stream labs or uh or stream yard which is what we're using for this particular show with obs attached <laughs> absolutely and i mean like that's I, I, I this is going to sound really petty but part of the reason we're covering this subject this week is that on somebody else's live stream they said that um a, another program was the cheapest way of, of having real broadcast software and we were like no that that's paid software 
you have yeah. to subscribe to that. And it's like OBS Studio is literally free. It is open source. So it's the source code is available. And it has been, I don't want to get too nerdy, but it has been uh, what they call forked. Um, and different people have made their own versions. And that's where things like Streamlabs OBS comes from as, as well. But I guess for me, um, you know, it is, it is um, cross-platform. You can use it on Windows, Mac OS, and uh, Linux. It is literally free, as we've said a number yeah. of times already. Uh, but the things you can do with it, and again, like I guess in some ways our focus is often live streaming, but even if you're not a live streamer, you can uh, record local video to your computer. You can easily capture something, um, like a, do a screen capture video. So even if that's not something that you're putting on a YouTube, maybe a YouTube channel, maybe that's just something you're sending to a software company to say, hey, this is yeah. the error, that can be really useful. And the other thing is, you know, the virtual camera, and I'll talk more about this later, but essentially you can change how things appear um, within your frame in any piece of software that, uh, that uses and supports a web camera. And that can be as simple as just having a graphic appear on the screen, maybe some text. Um, I've got my logo here as well. Yeah. I guess the other thing though, is like, I'm literally in front of a green screen 24 seven and if you've ever used Microsoft Teams or Zoom, you know their their attempts at sort of virtual backgrounds are just atrociously bad. So that, that's another thing that you can do as well. Um, but yes, and, and again, I, I feel like I'm repeating a little bit of, of the things that Sam said, but there is this huge community of developers that are working to extend the functionality, which is really, really cool. One of the things, and again, this is probably a little bit more advanced. We won't dwell on this for too long. I'm hoping I actually uploaded the screenshot. There we go. <laughs> is the Atom vertical um, uh, plugin. So essentially you can stream, you can record in horizontal and vertical at the same time. And this is really a feature that is is practically unparalleled in the in the uh, the webcam, the the streaming software space at the moment. Um, and like you know, just imagine that you're recording, uh, you know, you're recording a video and you want a horizontal version for YouTube, but maybe you want a YouTube short version as well. You can do that literally in real time if, if your computer supports it. So those are um, some of the things uh, that are happening at the moment. Um, it's funny, and, and I just, I'll acknowledge this <laughs> really quickly. Sorry, insomnia doodles. I hope I'm, I don't sound too bad. I am a little bit congested. Um, the, the flu is going around something awful here at the moment. So hopefully it's okay. I might even just, I'll, I'll bring up my volume a little bit there. So um, hello everybody. Welcome uh, welcome to oh, those joining the now. chat. <laughs> Undo that, bring up. Yeah, bring it down. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that is weird. Uh, yeah. Um, no, I think, I think you're fine volume wise. I think it's just a little, um, God, like a little tinny or something. I don't know. Yeah, you didn't mess with your audio settings, did you? I don't think so. I think it's hmm. all all the same, but anyway, uh, we'll we'll just we'll continue on and we'll just see how we go. Um, so I guess the the next thing is uh, I must admit this is only like the third or fourth show we've done in in Streamyard. I'm still finding my way around here a little bit, but I want to click on sure. this button here. Let's talk about installing OBS Studio. So I'm just going to pop over to this screen here. So uh, I guess the first thing to note about this specifically is that you want to make sure you're going to obsproject.com or its related um, GitHub repository. 
there are some um, there are some bad players in the world that, that might make their software look similar to this, um, and you want to make sure you're getting the official version from the the official source. Essentially, all you really need to do though is click on the buttons for the particular software that you're running, and this will actually uh, download it and it hopefully install that for you as well. Just go through the prompts. There are a, a few prompts. It actually has a bit of a wizard these days, which it didn't always have. So when you first install this, it'll ask you, you know, to, uh, it's an auto configuration wizard. So essentially it'll come in here and it'll say, what are you mainly using it for? Optimized for streaming, optimized for recording, or just using the virtual camera. Uh, don't stress about this too much when you first install it. And to be honest, I'll probably go with the virtual camera option um, just because it'll be less confusing. It does actually ask you after, and I think I, I, I don't remember which one I selected when I went through this this morning, but again, it's sort of asking about video settings. Um, again, I'm very happy to live in sort of 30 frames per second uh, world, so that's pretty much what I ended up on. But essentially, it's it's pretty straightforward to do that. The only other thing I would note is if you are interested in sort of another option, they do have this download thing. So you can actually download installers or zip files. If you download, um, I'm kind of blocking the thing I'm talking about, so I'll get out of the way. But anyway, uh, you can download a zip file. You can actually run OBS Studio portably, so it can be quite a useful thing in that regard as well. So that's that's essentially how you can run OBS uh, or install OBS Studio, I should say. Um, we're going to talk about actually working with the dynamics of that in just a moment. We are constantly training our cats every interaction that we have with them. Mm -hmm. So. When Johan would get on my counter before, you know, this is 10 years ago before I was the cat expert that I am now. Johan would jump on the counter. What was the first thing I did? I'd say his name, Johan. He loves that. That's a reward for him. He said, you, you just said my name. I would go over to him and I'd talk to him and be like, you can't be on the counter. Johan loves when I talk to him. Ding, that's another reward for Johan. I'd pick him up and put him on the ground, but I didn't want him to think I was mad at him. So when I'd pick him up, I'd pick him up very nicely and kiss him on the head and say, I love you, but you can't be here. I'd put him on the ground. I had just done three things that rewarded him for being on the counter. So I was encouraging him to continue doing that. And that, of course, is the Just Kitten Around podcast. And you can hear more about that over at cuteavalanche.com. Yeah, and the new episodes are coming. <laughs> new episodes are coming. That is something that people have been asking for, so that is <laughs> exciting to hear. Um, but let's let's talk about OBS. So um, there are a few concepts that we kind of need to unpack. Um, and I guess the first one is, and maybe Sam, if you want to lead us on this one, talking about scenes and scene collections. Like, what, what are those and, and how sure. do we work with them? All right, so first, to, to get this through your head, uh, there are three main talking points we have to distinguish, which are sources, scenes, and scene collections. Sources are the individual items within your stream. So you have things like video feeds, uh, media feeds, audio. Uh, so basically on screen, we have two videos and a background um, image, which is media, and our, our mics, which are audio. Uh, those are individual sources. This entire setup with John and myself together on screen with this background image, that is one scene. And if we have a bunch of different scenes for this particular show, that is a scene collection. So this scene collection would be uh, the video and live streaming show for just kidding around. That would be a whole different scene collection of scenes. Um, 
And if you're putting your OBS together correct uh, or efficiently, I should say, you're going to think these things through before you actually start to uh, put them together. Here's a quick uh, look at John's immense list. I probably have as big a list of scene <laughs> collections as John does. Um, but yeah, if you have different projects, you want to create different scene collections. Um, you should also note that in OBS, you're going to have a profile. Profile is going to be directly related to your um, your settings. So where you're streaming to, that stream key, the server URL, things like that, your resolution, uh, your bit rate, all of those are stored in your profile in the settings. Uh, so you may have different profiles as well as different scene collections that may match up. So Cute Avalanche would be the profile. Just kidding around podcast would be the scene collection. Sam Proof would be the profile. Uh, video and live streaming show would be the, the scene collection. And then within that, you want to really think through your different scenes. Typically, when you know somebody wants to start streaming, uh, if you kind of took the template of what do other streamers do, you're going to do something like, especially if you're doing like a game stream or a podcast, you're going to have some sort of starting soon screen, whether that's a countdown or a playlist of your best hits, your best clips, your best game shot kills, whatever. Uh, so you'll have that as like a starting soon screen. It'll go into, maybe you'll have an intro screen where it's just you full screen talking. And then you go into your, you know, show screen or game screen. So in our case, this would be our show screen, which is like two co-hosts talking or a guest and a host, some kind of thing like that. If you're playing a game, it's going to be a big game, little you in the corner, probably, you know, doing picture in a picture, and that's your show or game. Uh, and then maybe you have a, uh, a BRB, which is be right back screen. So you have to step out if you're doing, especially game streamers, you're going to want to do something like this because you're on there for a very long time. And on screen, it's going to have like a big BRB that lets people know you've stepped away or an AFK. And again, you could have like a playlist of your best hits um, or some social media links that they can like, you know, follow you on different places or a combination of the two. And then you might want something like an outro or a wrap up scene that would, again, possibly be you as a full screen or some other fancy thing that you want to do that says like, thanks for watching. And it was a little you. Um, so that's a good variety of initial scenes that you want to do um, that'll get you just to the next level in your production value. And I must admit, I haven't used this particular scene collection for a while because I haven't done my other show, but um, I did have another show called Coffee and, and Content, and I just thought it might be worthwhile to sort of show you a couple of screenshots of the different scenes that I have. So like in my first one, like I literally swap out um, that image for the particular video thumbnail for that particular show. Um, it actually has some music and some animated backgrounds and even that uh, video thumbnail sort of moves um, side by side. Um, the next one is just me. I've got a gray bar and logo in the background and um, I've also incorporated the, the comments there. Again, I've got the screen uh, the screen share in the in the uh, backgrounds of me in the foregrounds, and then I've got a version without me because I'm often blocking the thing that I'm talking about, so I like to get out of there. And again, just sort of an end sequence, which is pretty much the same as the first one, but it says thank you instead of starting soon. So again, like these, these scenes can potentially be anything that you want them to be, um, but I guess the important thing is that you think about what, what would work for you. So... 
Um, yeah. Sam, I guess just briefly, um, do you want to talk about uh, the, the studio mode? Because I think that's that's a useful thing to keep in mind as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, so when you're in your OBS, do we, we don't have a screenshot for studio mode, do we? Okay. Um, I could do a quick share here. <laughs> in OBS, can I talk and do this at the same time? Probably not. Uh, is that the thing? Yeah. Over here on your, uh, generally in the right, if you haven't changed your setup, which by the way, all of these docs are movable. So my setup is very different. You'll have your controls. And once you go into your controls, you'll have studio mode, which drops you into this setup where you have what immediately looks like two of the same scene. But the, uh, the rightmost scene is what is called program, which is what is going out to your live stream. And the left side is your preview screen, which is a screen that you can now load up the scene you want to work on or get ready. So here I have another scene ready to go. And if I think that's all good to go, I'm doing like something really, this is a really much more produced version of something. And I can be like, and go. And then that takes over uh, my program screen. Okay, and now that is the live screen. Whatever was in preview, once I hit transition, we'll go over it. There are also a variety of transitions that you can add to this. You can have different transitions per scene. Um, this preview mode is really good if you're doing something that you know you're going to need to edit something on the fly before it happens when you're first getting started with OBS just to make sure you're hitting the right scene. But eventually, you can get rid of studio mode altogether, have your stream deck going, have some hotkeys going, and just know you're going to go from, you know, your main program of whatever it is, full screen me, to I'm playing Magic the Gathering, and here's that setup, and I don't need studio mode. But again, it's there uh, for whatever, you know, usage you need. Um, it's Yeah, like I said, it's really great if you need to edit something just before it goes live. And I think the like the classic example of that is when you've got maybe you've got a, a, a guest on the on the next um, scene and you've realized mm -hmm. that you've got some text on the screen yep. and you haven't put their name in there. So you want to quickly exactly. uh, have that on there, quickly write their name in, hopefully not put any typos in there as you do that. Um, and, and away you go. Um, a big hello to, uh, so Drax has joined us again, but um, <laughs> Ender tra Trading um, from Bali, it's actually... It's sort of uh, 9 a.m., uh, um, 19 a.m. at this point in time here in Australia, for what it's worth. Um, yeah, so today uh, today we're actually, uh, you know, talking about OBS and the things that we can do with that in terms of scenes and uh, sources and audio and going live or even using the, the virtual camera or recording locally. Those are all great things that we can do. So let's actually talk about including some different sources. I swear I will learn um, the ways of StreamYard. There, there are a number of different tabs, but there we go. Let's talk about sources in OBS. And I guess to do this, I'm gonna share my screen. So this is uh, a second version of OBS that I'm running right now. I'm not really sure how much of this I'm gonna show you because uh, the more things, having two instances of OBS is really useful for teaching OBS, but it's not always great for my computer um, stability. But essentially, uh, you know, we've got the scenes over here on the left and then just to the right of that we have these things called sources so if i click on this plus sign that's beside our sources we have a whole bunch of different things and i want to call out some of these specifically but let's just go through them really quickly 
Um, so the audio, um, the application audio capture. So if you want to get um, sound out of a particular program, the audio input capture, the audio output capture, a browser source, a color source, display capture, game capture, images, image slideshows, media sources, uh, scenes. You can actually have a scene within a scene. We call those nested scenes. It's a little bit more advanced. We probably won't dwell on that either. You can add some text. You can grab a video capture device and you can uh, have a video source or even a window capture. So again, one of the great things and like I'm literally doing it right now is is sort of sharing my my screen um, with uh, either window capture or display capture. It's a really, really useful way of doing things, especially if you're like me, like as a teacher, like I'm forever doing tutorials about things. Um, but essentially, let's talk about the, the video captures um, device first, because I think that's probably the place we want to start. So this is where we can actually bring in our video camera, our web camera, whatever you can actually signal you can bring into your computer. In this case, um, I'm using my Sony um, Zivi E10 for the mainstream, but for this second demonstration, I'm actually going to just use a Sony, um, uh, not a Sony, a Logitech, I think it's C922. Um, so essentially, I can give it a name, and it is a really good idea to give your sources meaningful names because you can potentially have a lot of them and you want to make sure that you're working with the right ones. So if I uh, pick a device from my list um, and I will go down to, it's actually a C uh, C920 apparently. Mm -hmm. um, so you can see this sort of other, other view. And again, I should say this webcam is never going to be as great as a real camera and you're definitely going to notice this today. And I'm, I'm going to level with you. I'm a little bit self-conscious about it already, but... Essentially, I've got my device here. I can actually go in. I guess the first thing I notice is that this defaults to a size um, that uh, I know that this, this web camera is capable of sort of 1920 by 1080. So I'm going to actually select the custom resolution. I'm going to start typing in 1920. It actually does it for me automatically. Then you'll get a better sense of what's happening in the background. So again, you can see uh, the sort of the limitations of my green screen, but again, we're not going to dwell on that for today. But I guess the other thing, if we scroll down a little bit further, is that we have we've got we've got options to flip these things around. Um, you can change the color range. We're not going to worry about that too much. But what I do want you to think about a little bit, and we'll talk about this more in our audio section coming up is that, you know, are you capturing audio at the same time or are you doing that separately? So, um, we don't really want to capture audio from my Logitech web camera because the audio, it's physically far away from me. It's going to sound terrible. But what I could do is I could actually come in here and say, use a, a, a custom audio device. And then, um, I could scroll down and say, Hey, don't get the audio from the mic, get it from, from my broadcaster, for example. I'm probably not going to worry about that too much for the moment. Um, so if I go OK, you can see this is sort of this second camera. Again, uh, it is worth keeping in mind that it's not going to be as good as, as my normal camera. But the other thing you can do about this now is that I could potentially come in here and I can, if I hold down the Alt key and drag in, I can actually crop sections of my source. And this works for any sort of visual source. Um, I could go in and right click on my webcam and go up to filters. There is actually uh, a chroma key. So, I mean, that's what I'm using here. Um, I don't know that it's necessarily going to work as well with the web camera, but certainly, and again, you, you can see it's not really set up too well. I could probably adjust some of those 
colors, it might get better, it might get worse. Again, for our, for our demonstration today, let's not dwell on that too much. Uh, but essentially we've got we've got a, a web camera and like honestly that that in itself is amazing but let's just say for argument's sake that i'm going to just hold down the alt key drag in i could even mask this as well i don't have it have one ready to go but you know whatever you need to do to to show up well on camera i feel like we've got a million comments that i'm not looking at so i'm okay. gonna just if, if, are there any particular that you want to call out sam no 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 it's it's not necessary for the show i don't think Okay, cool. <laughs> no worries. All right, so let's go back to this then. Um, so I, I guess, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, we, we can bring in all kinds of different things. And like, I prob it's probably a mistake to cop this one in. And again, if you're in a position where you have a perfectly presentable background, um, you know, you, you could certainly... Uh, you know, not not worry about cropping, not worrying about chroma key. It's just that I'm always in front of a green screen. So again, like Sam might even be a better example of this. But essentially what I can do is I can drag things around. I can bring in other things. So I can bring in text or images. You know, if I wanted to bring in some text, I could say, again, it's always a really good practice to get into um, giving these things meaningful names because you're likely to forget them. Yeah, definitely think about how you're naming things because you don't want to just go with whatever the default is and then suddenly have scene one, scene two, scene three and be like, what was the one where I did side by side? <laughs> and, uh, you know, this uh, this is probably not a great example either, but I'm, I'm winging so much of this right now. But anyway, we can come in, we can change fonts. Um, like I like to use Open Sans for a lot of things. Let's I will say that... that this is one of the features that differs the most between Windows and Mac. You have a lot more customization on your fonts in Windows. Cool. Uh, and I guess that's probably at the, the upper, um, operating system level as well. But probably. I mean, you've got the ability to, to change the text transform. So I could go all uppercase or lowercase, sentence case, whatever I want to do there. I won't worry about that too much. We can obviously change the colors um, and we can do a, a background color as well. So we can include a, a gradient there. Um, you can do all kinds of stuff, but essentially like what I want you to start thinking about is how um, how you can actually sort of bring these things to, together um, in terms of a scene. And again, I probably should have just shown you my real scene rather than make one up on the fly. But I guess the other thing too, if we talk about working with scenes, if you build out a, a good scene, but you want to make tweaks to it, what I recommend is, and again, it's a good idea to, to name your scenes as well. So if I right click on this and go up to rename or press F2, I can say starting scene, I don't know. Again, I probably should have given you a real example to work with, but once you've got that there, I can actually, I can right click on it and I can duplicate it. And again, I can say maybe um, center John, I don't know, whatever. And from here, I can actually, like I can move things around, I can remove certain things from this list or, you know, reposition them. Um, and the great thing about this, and I guess one thing we probably skipped over is that in terms of just switching scenes, you can literally just click on them from the list here and they'll mm -hmm. go to different yeah. places. You'll see that there's, and again, there might be a little bit of lag because of the way I'm doing this, but, uh, and again, I'll just move myself out of the way, but we do have these things called scene transitions. So I can actually change how these um, go between each other. So at the moment, they're just fading. And to be honest, I think fading is such a elegant way of 
of working, but there is also the cut there as well. Um, there are transitions that you can sort of, um, so that one is Yeah, you can customize those transitions with stingers and stuff like that. So it, it'll do more unique things like flash to a color before fading into something else or like play a GIF over it. And then, um, you can use that as the halfway mark to do your transition. So it has a, you know, really polished look to it. Uh, but yeah, the built-in fade and cut are, are a good default to go with. I would also tell you that, um. For those of you trying to like finagle the perfect positioning, if you right click on a source, you can go to transform and uh, inside transform, it'll give you a center to a center horizontally and a center vertically, which will give you a, you know, a nice clean center. It's right in the middle. You passed it. <laughs> John's, yeah, John's looking for it right there. There, there it is. Yes. Uh, and then to the bottom of that is center vertically and center horizontal. Um, so you can get a good place to do that. You can also go to edit transform, which John's highlighting right now, and that'll let you like straight out, just put numbers in there or move it pixel by pixel, things like that. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it, it, it gives you a lot of ways of helping you do all those things. You can also click on the scene itself. If you have extra, you know, monitors, because right now what you're looking at is slightly smaller than full screen, right? So mm -hmm. it can be a little a little hard to see where you want certain things to go. So you can right click on your scene and, um, gosh, what's it called? I'm like, <laughs> and, uh, like and a full, screen full screen projector, projector. Yeah. yeah, to a separate monitor. It then puts that entire scene on that monitor without any of the other OBS stuff. And, uh, and you can get a real good look at what's going on. So you can have precise things lined up. And I guess while we're here, I'll just mention too, uh, you can grab a screenshot of any moments um, in mm -hmm. OBS. Mm -hmm. So again, this is not a great example, but right. um, you know, you could certainly right click on that. And sometimes that is a great starting place for a, a YouTube thumbnail. So that's another thing to keep in mind as well. Um, I guess the other thing I should mention too is I do have an image that I've already nominated in here as the background. Um, so. Like uh, the uh, the other important thing to keep in mind, I suppose, is that whatever is physically on top of this list is the thing that's going to be on top on yeah. on this canvas. So, you know, if you find that, uh, you know, I can't see my text, um, it's just a matter of sort of either dragging it up and letting it go somewhere. Yeah. Or you can actually use these up and down arrows to sort of yeah. change where they, they're positioned. So in some ways, um, you know, it, and it's it's... Again, I sort of I alluded to the fact that you could have your um, your audio with your video camera or as its own separate source, and we'll talk yes. about audio in a second. But um, sometimes, if you do group group those things together, and maybe you don't want to be on on physically on a camera, but you still want your voice being heard, you can just move um, that that source underneath a few other things. Sure. Okay, so uh, this is a little bit. I was I Sorry. was just going to say. Um... Oh, now I don't know because we stuttered. Uh, what you were talking about. Uh, so, was, but by default, OBS will make any new layers the top layer. So, for mm -hmm. the most part, it should be there unless you've started moving things around and forgotten about stuff. Um, the yes. other thing that we didn't, we kind of touched on, is you can select a bunch of sources and right-click on them and group them, and then they will become their own folder. And you can move that entire folder of things uh, together. So if you have a bunch of little elements, um, like for example, over on uh, the Cute Avalanche website, you'll see in the bottom right, we have a watermark that has like three different text lines and a logo. 
those are all individual sources that I have grouped so I can move that whole group as one thing. Yeah, so uh, if you if you select those and I've just held down the control key and, and clicked on each one of those, you can group them together. It'll ask you for a group name. And again, yeah. use, a, use a meaningful name. If, if you take nothing else from today, use a meaningful name. But again, yeah. this is not a great example. So I'm just going to hit yeah. OK. But I guess the other thing is if I undo that, um, if you want to make um, make a source invisible, you can literally just uh, toggle this eye icon and it'll show and hide it. Again, if you've got a stream deck, you can you can set that up to sort of appear on a button. Oh yeah. But another nice feature is that if you've got something in the position you want it to be in, and uh, you don't want to actually change it, if you hit that lock, that way, yeah. if I'm positioning this, I don't accidentally move that around as well. Right. So, like if you have a big background image like John does, you're gonna accidentally select that most of the time, so you want to lock mm. that off, so you're not grabbing it every. You know, every time you try to move something else. And it's, I, I guess the other thing too, and it, it's funny because I don't use the lock nearly as much as I should. No, me too. But what I tend to do is I just keep clicking and you'll see, if you look at the, the sources list, you'll see that different things are, are actually highlighted and that's how I know which I've got the right one selected. But yeah. again, like the, these are just um, different ways of, of working. So um, Sam, I'm, I kind of, I want to run off and grab a prop, but I, I have no idea where it is, so I'm not going to do that. But I do want to, and it is a little bit off topic, but I think we better talk about this question. Oh, yeah, no, so, let's do this. Um, and uh, trading, a bit off topic, but can you um, all recommend an LED light for video when traveling, something I can put in luggage? I guess it depends a little bit on how, um, you know, how you're actually... Uh, Broadcasting, I like a part of me is imagining that you might be using your phone, but you know, it, it, you know, there, there are all kinds of different Don't devices. There is certainly, a, well, <laughs> oh, for light, for light, use your phone for a video. <laughs> I yeah, thought yeah. you meant like yeah, yeah. the phone. Flash. No, no, I, I'm just gonna say they, they literally have these sort of round things that clip onto your phone, um, and just a, a round circle LED. Yeah, again, I'm sure I've got one too, but I don't want to walk away from here because it'll, I'll leave yeah. Sam with the rest of the show, and he won't, he won't love that. Yeah, um, there, there are some good, like, easy things that basically what John described, which it like clips right onto your phone. Um, I have one that was gifted to me from from Mob Crush when I worked there, and it on the one side that's facing the back has a mirror with a ring of lights around it, so you can see yourself uh, and get the light on that. And then on the other side has a hole for the camera and has just a ring of light. So it's got lights on both sides. It has warm and cool tones uh, on the one side. One of them only has like four options and the other has like 10 options of color. Um, and that's probably a $20 light and it does a good job. Uh, we, and it's, it's uh, USB chargeable. And uh, we actually took it when we went to our Joshua Tree camp. Um, and that was my lantern for the night as well. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's interesting because I've actually seen people recently um, be like, oh, if you're recording a video in front of your computer and you don't have enough light, just Google um, yellow lights and just have it show up on your monitor. And I think that's, yeah, it's, that's, I mean, that's one way of doing things. I guess, yeah, I mean, um, like, th this is the kind of selfie ring light, and this doesn't have lights on both sides. This is a very cheap one from Kmart yeah. in Australia. Um, but essentially, like, you know, you just you just attach it to your phone, and it will give you some LED light. And I guess 
The truth is you, you probably don't need a lot of light um, to, to be lit up well. So it's it often yeah. just depends on, you know, are you near a window? Can you go outside? Um, Sunlight is going to be your friend. Even yeah. just a strategically placed desk lamp. Like I, I think I spoke about that recently. Like when I started with, with the webcam that I'm actually sort of, you know, demonstrating uh, in, in OBS today, like I literally just had a desk lamp that had uh, a sort of a movable, um, posable neck. And I would just yeah, sort of I, position it in such a way that it was looking at me. And it worked really, really well. But by the end of the meeting, I would just, my eyes would be fried. Um. <laughs> I would say, you know, th this particular question, we also need to know, uh, is, you know, is this the ideal thing that we're recording is us an arm's length away from the phone? Because then, yes, the, the clip on phone light is perfect. But mm. if you're starting to do wider scenes, that's not going to be enough light. Um I don't know how uh, how packable the uh, Elgato key light is, but I suspect that would be the next no. level up. Well, not, not, really. not exactly, but um, like there is this thing. This is the key light that's, mini. Yeah. So that's what there you're you referring go. to. I was going to say that the real key lights, I've got them, but they're not going anywhere. They're, they're, they're huge. But um, this but certainly seems like this... the next level. Yeah, and again, like this is something potentially, I think you can charge it up. I think it has its own battery, um, mm -hmm. which is another great thing. But again, like you can, I, I don't know if it sells with this stand. I think that might be a set, that's a separate accessory. But certainly sure. you could you could purchase those two things. And again, whether you're recording on your phone or whether you're just positioning that light sort of independently, that that's kind of up to you. But um, there, there are, there are probably some very cheap, alternatives to that on Amazon. I'm not really across them, but you know, just, just see yeah. what's out there and, and get a sense of, um, you know, what might work for you. Um, I must admit, I'm not, I'm not the kind of person that does much out in the wild. I'm very much tethered to this computer. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, and the few times that I've tried to stream from my phone for different things, I just hated it. Okay, so um, it's a whole lot of stuff going in on in the chat. Um, cool. Um, but again, I think, I don't know what's really going on there, but it might be gameplay. But anyway, that's <laughs> no, fine. Um, so... <laughs> unnecessary. It's just lag talk. It's all good. Okay, um... cool. All right, no worries. So I guess, um, like, I don't want to, and, and we can do an entire show on... Um, on Accessory. sources if, if oh, we sources. need to. Yeah, well, I yeah, mean that too. Sure. We can do anything you want. Like, honestly, let us know in the comments. And, we'll, and we'll throw we'll out the topic. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, no, I, but anyway. I could do a, a whole show just, just on sources, sure. Sure. Because there's a, yeah, such so a variety of them. There really are. And I guess, um, like, one of my favorites is actually the Image Slideshow. And I, um, for my day job, um, I have a bunch of sort of, they're basically landscape photos, um, but they've got a little bit of branding on them. And I just, I made five or six versions of them and they very slowly fade between them. And it's funny, it's such a subtle thing that nine times out of 10 people won't notice. But that one time they notice, they're like, oh my God, how did you do that? Because it's not something people can natively do in Microsoft Teams. Um, right. So it's always, it's always sort of fascinating to them. But Certainly, like we can, we can add videos, we can add um, all kinds of different things. Um, and again, we don't really have the time to unpack all of those today. So I did just want to mention that. I guess, is, is there anything like Sam, did you want to mention about yeah. sources before we move on? Yeah, I mean, I think earlier we talked about 
you know, how you can use OBS for live streaming and for video, but really depending on the sources, it really opens up what that is. Um, like you, you have the ability to create video playlists, so you don't even have to be live. You could be doing some kind of, you know, like a replay or a highlights thing or, you know, cutting them. You can even cut like video, like a montage live through things like that. Um, with your video playlist, you can set up hotkeys so you can advance to the next one, stop and start ones. If you want to do YouTube react style videos, you can do them all in OBS super quick. Uh, and just use that exact method I was talking about where you're stopping and starting or going forward and things like that through that um, uh, video playlist. And uh, you could technically, you know, do an entire audio podcast um, and stream it to, you know, an audio. There is one, I believe, on the uh, the uh, RTMP out. It might not be an RTMP, but there, I believe there is one streaming destination that is audio only uh, that you could use uh, uh, OBS for and do it like that. So there's a wide variety of sources that really dictates what your show is. Yeah. And I mean, that, that that's a really good point. And I guess like in a previous show, we, we did uh, sort of streaming for, for podcasters and you like you don't have to do anything you don't want to do and i think often we hear from people that want to broadcast but they don't necessarily want to be on camera and it's like it's very very easy for you to either not use your camera or have something over the top of the camera um so th those those are a great way of, of sort of operating as well so yeah um in, there, there really are all kinds of different options there so like you know we today we really just want to get you thinking about how this might be useful um and again, it's one of those things I like to say, like, we get nothing out of this. Like, there is no affiliate program for this free and open source software. Yeah. Like, there's no money to be made. We just love it. So uh, let's uh, let's actually just uh, watch this one and we'll be back in a second. And then I looked at the first assessment and the first assessment was record a five minute video and it was a pretty simple introduction of yourself. There was nothing exciting. I didn't have to research. It was just a five minute warm up. And I freaked out. That course is still sitting in the cupboard beside me. I see that stack of papers and I almost rock in the corner. It cost me a lot of money to sign up and I, I threw the whole course away. And that, of course, is my audio podcast, Build a Presentation Muscle. You can learn more about that at johnlacey.com. Uh, but let's talk about audio uh, in terms of OBS now. So um, this, a, again, this is, uh, this is potentially a complicated subject, but we're going to keep it really, really simple for you today. Um, so again, I might just um, switch over to my screen share um, and we'll make this a little bit larger. So... Again, I think it's like it, it, it's important to think about, uh, first of all, make sure your audio source is in your scene because there's nothing worse than switching to the scene of you talking and realizing that you haven't included the audio. Again, uh, you'll see that there is uh, a mic auxiliary thing here, thing happening. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna mute. Even the, the desktop audio here is sort of just a default setting. So at the moment, I've got nothing, no audio associated with my web camera. But if I wanted to, I could certainly go in and right click and go to the properties or you can double click to get to the properties as well. Um, so it could be a thing that, you know, if I do go down here and I use a custom audio device, 
I can actually use, in this case, my maybe just my stereo track and say, okay, this will be my audio now. Um, the first thing you may notice if you look down in this audio mixer is that I'm very much in the red, which is not a great place to be. I, I will mm. probably stored in quite badly. So first of all, if we right click on the three dots and go up to our um, advanced audio properties, um, we can actually adjust the volume here. And what I generally find is that I need to be at least uh, minus 6 dB. So if I do that now, um, actually I did that on the wrong source. I should have done this one down here where it says webcam. Let me try that again. Minus 6 dB. And you can see I'm still a little bit in the red. So maybe potentially I want to bring that down a little bit further. But ideally I want to be sort of in that yellow region for the most part. Um, so we can certainly do that. Um, and, and that's one way of doing it. And that way my, my audio and my webcam are linked all the time. Again, if there is a situation where maybe I want to, um, you know, I, I want the audio to be present, but I don't necessarily want myself on camera. In this case, I could just put myself behind the background or behind the screen share or whatever I happen to be doing. Um, but let's, I, I'm just going to go back into the settings and show you another way of working. So again, this is kind of a, this is just a choice that you have and you, and you get to choose how you want to work and what makes sense to, to your brain. So uh, if I go down to ads here, I can go and add an audio input capture. And I might just call this one microphone and click OK. And again, I've got to tell it which device I'm using. So in this case, I would probably go with uh, the broadcaster, which everything's plugged into. That's literally the only real setting I have from this dialog box, so I can click OK. And again, it's a good idea to, to uh, describe these because again, you'll see that this is in the list here. Um, and again, I'm, uh, you know, by default, I'm just, I'm always going to be too loud. So I want to go minus six, at least minus six. I think minus 6.4 is what I established last time. So again, that's a really important thing to do, but there are more things that you need to think about here. So. This is the advanced audio properties. Again, if you click on the three dots of any of those, you can go there and you'll see all the different audio sources. So uh, you can, there are a whole bunch of settings here. Most of these I probably would recommend that you don't even worry about them. Um, just leave them on default. But what I do want to drag your attention to is audio monitoring. So you've got basically three choices here. You can have monitor off. Um, which means that it, it should be going to your stream, but you won't be hearing it back in your headphones. And again, you don't really want to hear your own voice coming back at you with a little bit of delay. That's going to be very distracting. Um, monitor only. So that means you're hearing in your, in your headphones, but nobody else is. And again, that can be useful if you get some alerts. Maybe you, you've got a dinging sound that says, you know, there's, um, there's some chat stuff happening. Um, uh, that can be useful as well. But the third one is monitor and output. So that means you're hearing it, your audience is hearing it as well. So um, especially, and again, I don't know that I've got a great example to show you here. I'm going to go um, and add what we call a media source. I'll just call it video. I don't even know that I've got a great video to share with you. I'm just going to see if I can find something really quickly on my computer. Hopefully it's not too, too hard to find something. Um, just bear with me. Uh, come on. 
So again, like maybe I want to bring in um, bring in a particular video. Um, I can sort of show nothing when the playback ends, but if I click OK here, this is this is actually literally the video you just watched a second ago. So again, you probably want to give it a more meaningful name. But what we want to do is if we go to the advanced audio properties and check out what's happening with our video, um, you in this case it's monitor off. So if this was going out live, uh, the audience would hear it, but I wouldn't. And in this case, I probably want to hear it because I want to have some sense of when it's ending. So if I do that, um, I can play it again. And again, just make sure that those those volumes are working okay. Because, uh, look, Sam, I'm sure, like, you, you've been doing this for a really long time, but I imagine, I'm just going to tell this sob story because I think everyone needs to hear it. I I did I did a show a segment uh, I did an episode on my other show Coffee and Content I'd spent all week planning it I had the screenshots I had the videos I had everything ready to go I went live no one showed up no comments I went to watch the recording at the end and went I've been on mute for the whole freaking time I've been um, using I've been streaming for decades and I still will have a day where I have done something new or different and for half an hour I'm muted yes and again like it you know if you can if you can bribe a friend to join you and at least give you that much feedback just to make sure that the audio is working uh that, that can be a really useful thing but I, again it, and like every week after that i just don't double double check those those settings and insomnia doodles is saying it happens it certainly does we know that for sure um but yeah, I, I guess, you know, there are other more advanced things that you can do in terms of audio sources. You can grab audio from other programs. Occasionally, yeah. I've, I've actually got a MIDI keyboard to uh, the right of me and I'm not a great musician, but periodically I will um, I will stream myself sort of improvising on that thing. Um, and that's a great way of getting the audio into the stream. Um, there is a plugin that I like to use, uh, the OBS ASIO plugin, and basically, I've got the, the Rodecaster Pro, and when I use that, I can actually bring in, you know, different microphones, the sound pad in as their own different audio sources, which gives me a lot of control over what I actually uh, have in, in my audio. And again, if we go back to, this is such a little thing, and I'm sure Sam is sick of hearing me talk about this, but if, if I show you this, this theme collection again, when that starting soon and end screen are both on, it's, it's capturing audio from my sound pad, but my mic is muted. And as a slightly nervous person, it's there's 95% chance that I'm muttering something to myself. And it's really <laughs> reassuring to know that that's not being captured live when that happens. So, um, you know, the, those are some of the things that you want to think about in terms of audio. Um, I guess one other thing that just, just, uh, just occurred to me, um, and I'll show you really, really quickly. It's kind of annoying me that this this microphone uh, this webcam is pointed in this direction. But um, if we go back to our um, and I, again, this is a tip that I I didn't know until Sam showed me. But if you click on those three dots, there is oh, actually yeah. a vertical option as well. So if you prefer yes. to look at it vertically, I must admit I I do like the horizontal. But if we go into our advanced audio properties, um, we do also have these tracks, so it's possible to actually um, relay these into different places. But for beginners, what I'm going to tell you is 
don't even worry about that. Just make sure all of those are selected. Yes. Like, don't even, don't dwell on it. Just select them all yeah. and don't look at it again. Yeah. And, um, uh, and if you do have, you know, a bunch of different sources coming in providing audio, but you're not using those audio tracks, like D John's not using that desktop audio or whatnot, you can right click on them and uh, hide them. There'll be a hide option and it just takes it off of that audio mixer. You don't even have to worry about it. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that is great. So again, um, I, I guess I, I don't want to dwell on this because I think this is more an advanced thing. But, you know, if you do, if you really do get into it, you can add audio filters, yeah. uh, compressors, EQ, uh, you noise can adjust gates. the gain, yeah. noise gates, um, noise suppression, any VS2.x uh, plugin. A lot of the modern um, VS2 vst plugins are actually three and upwards so they don't always have that capability but again don't as a beginner don't like don't even worry about that just just yeah. know that it is there and i think that's the thing that uh, we don't always articulate well is that it's 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 easy to start simply but it can be very easy to get advanced so it, you know just just be comfortable where you are and think about what's most important um, Sam, I believe we had a comment. Yeah, we have a few about. comments in the start uh, section. So real quick, shout out to uh, CG and Claire who joined us in the midst there. Uh, and then uh, here we go. Um, uh, Inda is back with, if OBS is open source, this is a great question. Uh, if, OB if OBS is open source, could someone not create a newer, more modern interface such as StreamYard uh, out of the software? So technically, yes, and it has been done. Um, Streamlabs uh, did that. And I believe when Twitch put out Twitch Studio, they used the OBS um, source code. I'm not positive. The one thing is OBS itself has a big community of people that are big fans of OBS. There's a lot of devs out there. That's who's made this software. It's not just one guy. It's somebody did start it and then a big community adopted it and has been helping. And they do all of these things like create plugins and scripts that you can add on to OBS. So all of that, I'm sure all of that still falls into the open source thing, but it, there's, there's almost no point. Um, what Streamlabs did was to kind of make it an easier adoption process to get into OBS and help you set up and stuff like that. And they did do a few innovative things. And for the most part, um, they probably do have the second most used version of OBS. Uh, it does have a pay gate, which gives you access to these sort of things um, because they are, you know, uh, an actual company trying to make money. Uh, and I'm not sure what the legality of all that is. If there's some kind of licensing, there was a big uproar about their whole thing a few years ago, but to my knowledge, it all uh, worked out and they're on good terms with the actual OBS team and stuff. And they even pay out some amount of money to them from my understanding. Um, so yeah, sure. If you're a developer out there, this is there, it's open source. You could do something bigger and better. Uh, but if you're a streamer out there, there's no point. It's right there. All the plugins are there. They get updated quite frequently, depending. Some of them fade out. Some of them, you know, get updated. Sometimes there's new ones. Uh, yeah, it it could happen, but I don't see anyone I, else doing it. I mean, it. I, I think historically it has happened, and that's the thing. Like, um, any open... Again, you need to consider those licenses, but yeah. even... 
um, OBS, uh, you know, Streamlabs did their own version and they wanted to call it OBS, they wanted to call it Streamlabs OBS and the OBS people had some problems with that and there was a yeah. whole thing. That, yeah. But even WordPress, like the WordPress, which is sort of blogging and, and uh, you know, website software, it has been forked a number of different times because people went, I don't like this about it. I want it to do something else. Like that happens all the time. But I guess the other thing I wanted to sort of share um, in terms of, of the layout, and I, I get the feeling we probably sort of skipped over this. Um, first of all, if we go into the settings, we do actually have different themes. So you can sort of adjust how this physically looks. Um, some of these uh, takes a moment to update, but essentially I've got sort of dark version, I've got a light version as well. Um, there is a bit of a lag between me trying these out. I probably wouldn't want to use the light version, but we've got all these different themes that you can use. Um, so if you want to adjust how it looks, if you're not crazy about the color scheme, that's that's a really great way of working. But the other thing too, um, and again, Sam did mention it briefly, but all of these things, these docs can be moved around. So if I yeah. wanted to, you know, throw this, throw my scenes up here, um, have that there. I can actually sort of have them as floating things as well. So maybe I want to move one onto the screen I'm not sharing. Um, maybe I want to put it back where it is. Like, yeah, you can legitimately put docs this. on another monitor. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like, you know, it's 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 relatively easy to to sort of um, change how that works. But again, I don't. That's funny because I. I see other paid products that are very, very similar, and I'm like, mm -hmm. it's only it's only how the screen is arranged, and you actually do have a lot of flexibility to rearrange it. So, that's another thing. Um, I just want to hide Drax, by the way, but I just want to talk about this one because yeah. it's, it's really funny to me. But um, this microphone here, um, and and again, maybe for the benefit of the audio version of this show, I should read it out. So he writes. Um, I don't know why, but I feel like the mic is fake because he gets really close to um, his mic. The volume stays the same. Um, I should say that what you're hearing um, in this stream is not what I was demonstrating in the software, first of all. But this is actually the Shure SM7B microphone. It's a very popular microphone with streamers. And the thing that I like about it is that it's a very quiet microphone. And I know that probably sounds counterintuitive, but the reason I like that is because I live in the suburbs and my neighbors are yet to meet a noisy power tool they didn't feel compelled to own. So the great thing about this is they can be maybe two or three meters away with a drill or a chainsaw or a lawnmower. I will still hear it in my headphones. It'll still give me a headache, but it won't be captured by this. But I guess the other thing to note too about this is that just to get a volume into my original Rodecaster Pro, I also needed uh, what we call a cloud lifter, which is a, a mic activator, which just boosts the signal a little bit more. But I guess in, in this context for this demonstration, the audio you're hearing isn't actually the audio that I was showing on the screen. It was It's just for demonstration purposes. Again, for today's show, I'm running two versions of OBS um, and yeah. StreamYard as well. So there, there's a lot of pieces to this, but uh, you know, it, it's a good good observation actually, because yeah. obviously I was adjusting the audio, but you weren't hearing a change. Okay, so this is the video and live streaming show. I'm John Lacey and I'm joined um, by Sam Proof as always. We're talking all about OBS and some OBS first steps because 
honestly, we're tired of hearing people say it's hard and scary. Um, right. So we're going to do that. Um, I hope this has been useful. If you do have any uh, questions, let us know in the chat. But let's, as we sort of uh, start to end the show, one of my backgrounds is missing, which is really inconvenient. So <laughs> while we're doing that, um, Sam, um, again, I will, I, I will make my, I really, to be honest, I like, I like StreamYard. I think it's a good piece of software, but I am having some issues sort of making it do exactly what I want it to do. But that's all right. Just bear with me for one second. Right. Okay. So uh, what we're going to talk about now is is what we talked about at the beginning. And again, um, actually, what do you do with this? So, you know, you can, of course, go live and I'll get Sam to talk about that in a second. You can record local video to your computer, which can be a really great way of capturing yourself or your screen. Um, but you can also use the virtual camera. So Sam, I guess if you can start us off by talking about how we actually do go live within OBS, if that's something that we're interested in doing. Yeah, you just you just open it up and hit go live. <laughs> uh, no, so yeah, once you've got all your scenes set up with all of your sources and you have a sense of what you want to do for your show, you're going to go into your settings um, and you'll enter your uh, ingest URL and your stream key. These are not things you want to share with anyone. The stream key is private and is will fully allow someone to go live on your, mm -hmm. uh, your stream. So don't share that unless you really trust someone um, or like you're a brand or something like that. Uh, and yeah, you're, you're going to want to check your video resolution, your bit rate, um, which there's a lot of complex math to like finding the perfect bit rate, but you can Google some basics on that. And uh, generally, you know, this is based on A, the resolution that you're streaming at, and B, the um, the available internet that you have to yourself. So if you've got like a limited internet, like 10 megabytes or less, uh, you probably want to drop that bit right to about 3000, see how that is and go from there. If you've got, you know, crazy like gig, you know, like fiber or something, you can throw that onto 6000 and go from there. I, there are people out there who are going to tell you to do more. It's wildly unnecessary unless you are streaming it for some reason 4 or 8K, which if you are, sorry, I'm just going to hit my mic because nobody, <laughs> nobody's watching that yet. It's, it's such a small percentage, it's pointless. I still stream for the most part at 720. Um, but, you know, you do you, stream at 1080 or 4K, 2K, whatever you want to do. Uh, and that, that's the basics. And then you can just hit um, start streaming. Technically, I say you can just hit start streaming, you'll start streaming. Depending on the platform, you may need to enter descriptions and video titles and things like that. Um, and again, depending on the platform, that may be something you can actually do from within OBS. Uh, Twitch, you're going to do it from the Twitch panels, but you can do that as a customizable dock in your OBS. YouTube, it will actually populate a uh, manage broadcast button before you start streaming. It'll let you enter your title and your description, even upload a thumbnail, schedule your video or stream uh, from within OBS. And then when you're ready to go live, you can go live. So pretty much everything you need is right there. Uh, and then you start talking. Like you hit start streaming, start talking. <laughs> and I guess like that's the, uh, like 
Uh, and this is, to be honest, I don't think all these options were in here when I started with OBS. Um, Probably not. Essentially, if you go into stream, you, you have a whole bunch of different um, services. There are even more mm -hmm. if you go to show all uh, or you can do custom. A lot of them will give you the option to either connect your account um, or to use that stream key. So yeah. um, I know that when I use Restream, um, I, and it's funny, I've always sort of used the stream key, but uh, more recently I just connected to um, Restream. And at that point, it gives you sort of three extra um, dialog boxes for you know setting your destinations and changing your title and your description and, and whatnot. And when that happens, uh, when you're happy with all those settings, uh, it's literally just a matter of coming down to this uh, control section and hitting start streaming. Um, and, and you're pretty much good to go. Like the, yeah. the light will change color down here to let you know that you are going live um, and if you run into any issues. But um, we have some comments here. I just want to, I should have uh, favorited these, but again, Drax is asking the question, but um, OBS is just for stream, or can you do other things? So you can definitely can do, totally other do other things, and that's. And I guess that's the thing for a lot of people: the streamyards, the restream, are uh, they're all they need for streaming. But uh, kind of yeah. some of the other things that I want to talk about is the ability to actually record. So again, if we think about this, um, I don't know if that's going to look weird. I'm, I'm probably, I think I'm just going to turn off my webcam because it's, it's kind of sure. annoying that it's there. But like the other thing you can do is just record to your local computer. So again, if you go to your file and your settings, you can actually uh, go to the, I think it's the output options. Here we go. So there's a whole section here for recording. And again, you can tell it where you want to record these videos. So at the moment, they're just going to my videos folder. Sam is a lot better at doing this than I am because I just dump them all there. Um, you can actually choose to, it'll generate, uh, by default, it generates a file name sort of based on the time and, and date that you go live or record. Um, you can change the recording quality if you want to do that. The recording format is really interesting because there, there are all kinds of different video formats, but the one that we like to use is MKV. Yeah. And... The, it's one of those things that you do need to convert this to another format to use it once you've done it. But the great thing about the MKV format is that um, once, like if your computer crashes while you're doing your recording, there's a very good chance you'll be able to salvage a fair bit of what you've recorded. Whereas with MP4, it just doesn't seem to work the same way. So yeah. again, um, you, can, you can do that. You can uh, do whatever you want. And essentially... All you need to do is, if you come down here, and I'll move myself out of this frame, um, but if you go down here, there's a start recording option. So I can click that. I can just record what I want to do. I can go through my different scenes. I forgot that video was there, so I'm going to turn that <laughs> off for a second. But essentially, uh, you can do that. You can hit stop recording. And the only extra step here is that you want to go up to file. They have this thing called Remux Recordings. And essentially all this does is let you change those MKVs to a format that you, you're more likely to use in different audio software. Mm -hmm. Again, I might just... So I can grab that recording that I did. I can hit Remux. It'll literally just change it. And you can change the file name. It's a good idea to do that because it'll be more meaningful. Hit Remux. Yeah. And that, like, you know, that wasn't a long video, but that sort of happened within seconds. So that's the, the other thing that you can do, um, or one of the other things that you can do with, with uh, 
with OBS. So that's really, really useful. And it looks yeah. like Sam wants to share something. <laughs> and what I was going to say is, uh, so this in the center here is the main OBS video window, which you can actually set this to any aspect ratio. Um, so you could make this, uh, you know, a one by one square. So you're recording content for like Instagram. You could do this as a nine by 16 uh, to do a TikTok video. But if you did want to do a, a live stream and utilize that content at the same time for other things, there's the ATEM vertical plugin, which is what you see on the left of my setup, um, which will independently record or stream uh, just a, a nine by 16 as well. So yeah, it will, it's fully available to record content for any format, any platform. Uh, I've used this several times without streaming to just record stuff for TikTok and, uh, and Instagram reels and things like that. Um, and again, I think I mentioned this earlier, you could do like an entire audio podcast just by using things here. Uh, and there's other plugins that will let you bring in like guests easily if they're not in the same room and stuff like that to make that sort of situation or setup easier. Absolutely. Um, and I guess the other thing that we really need to talk about um, is the the virtual camera. So I, I think you've all got a good sense that uh, from from the earlier demonstration. In fact, let me let me just show you this this again. So um, like this this thing here, and I I don't know if I bring that up. Like you can see that I've, I'm always in front of this green screen. I need to sort of control how I look and not just how I look in this show, but also how I look in video calls. And the great thing about uh, OBS is that it gives you this option called the virtual camera. So this basically means I can arrange my screen however I like, and then I can share that the, the visual aspect of this. Keep in mind, this is just the visuals. So the audio is usually handled separately but I can sort of go into um, different pieces of software and I've got a few overlays, I might show some of these. So essentially what you can do, you can set up um, your, however you wanna look in, in uh, OBS Studio. You go to your software, whether it's Zoom or Microsoft Teams or Google Meets or StreamYard or Restream Studio. All you really need to do is make sure that you select the OBS virtual camera from the list and that you hit this start virtual camera um, uh, button from the controls in OBS. And that way, you know, um, I'm sure I had, there we go, another version of this. So this is, and again, the thing I love about this is that you can use this on sort of any one-on-one -on -one call, any group meeting that you're doing virtually yeah. online, um, but you can add your, your branding elements in, you can have your calls to action, you can have QR codes, you can have text that says go to johnlacy.com, like you can do whatever you like on the screen. Um, most people, um, and I mean this, I mean this nicely, I mean this kindly, um, in fact, go back to this shit. Oh, um, a lot of people don't think about how they show up on camera and they will have, you know, they will have no lighting, they'll have the webcam pointed up their nose. And if you can like press a button on, on your computer and suddenly be demonstrating the brand new website that you've built or, you know, showing people or having that, even that, uh, that sort of, you know, whole, you know, me inside the frame of the software I'm demonstrating, that will blow people's minds because they don't understand how that works. And it's not massively difficult. Um, but again, I think it's, and, and to be honest, if you're not a live streamer, if you're not a podcaster, I think this is the the aspect of OBS that I try to 
to share with the average person because the you know it's it's so powerful and again like i obviously i've got the green screen but you know even with sam like it would be so easy for him to sort of you know include other assets on his screen maybe move yourself to to the side for a second maybe um have some points pop up on the screen it's really really cool yeah and <clears throat> i think uh we might jump to uh that comment in just a second but uh, but also um there's just so many interactive things that can be dynamically created with OBS and like chatbots that you can't do with some of the other softwares that are out there, which I think kind of gets us into uh, this comment here, which is, I find that streamers that use StreamYard over OBS or Restream have less tech issues. I suppose it depends on the user. It's the reason I like Google products. They made it so user-friendly. Um, sure, with complexity comes, you know, some amount of advanced knowledge that could lead to things like Drax's ass right here. Like, why does my OBS crash all the time? <laughs> um, and yeah, there are, there's a world of stuff out there. You may have CPU or GPU uh, issues happening. I wouldn't be able to answer that right now. That would, but the nice thing is that they do have a Discord with a very nice support team that is working for free that will try and help to answer those and it does have logs for all of those things but when it comes down to obs versus restream or Streamyard, yeah restream and Streamyard have a very easy interface um, that gets you just good enough quality broadcast to get started if you're willing to pay for that service again obs is completely free and there is kind of no limitation to what you can do with your broadcast. Uh, there's, I think, always going to be a point where if you want to keep advancing the quality of something, you'll hit a wall with what Restream or StreamYard can do, and you're going to have to just be like, well, we don't do that because <laughs> we can't. Um, and, and OBS is the answer to those things, whatever that hurdle is. I, I I think that's fair. Like there is there is a certain uh, trade off between ease of use and the the flexibility and the control. And I'm sure I've mentioned this on previous shows, but um, I'm a bit of a control freak. And sometimes giving access over, like especially when we were using Restream Studio, um, th there wasn't a lot I could. There are a lot you really need to embrace their defaults. But to be honest, the mm -hmm. average person is probably really well served by that. And I think we're not really recommending that you drop anything that's working well for you and just adopt yeah. OBS Studio instead. And again, we have nothing to gain by you using or not using this software. It's it's a weird thing that I like to bring up, but I just I I think it's a beautiful and elegant solution. And I think. Again, don't necessarily think about replacing anything that's already working, but think about how it might supplement other things. Yeah. And even though we are sort of using StreamYard today, um, you know, what you're seeing within StreamYard for our web cameras is coming via OBS. And again, yeah. I obviously have that constraint of the green screen, but um, like, you know, when we, when we sort of increase the size or change the background, that's happening in StreamYard. But... If I switch to, you know, a different view like this, this is all pure OBS stuff. And again, I'm, I mean, the way I'm doing that is actually via a, a stream deck um, that I've got on my desk here. So we're, we're literally using both of these together. And I think, you know, for me, like even the ability, and I, I know I did this earlier and 
it, it probably seems like a really trivial example, but like even just the ability to have something pop up on your screen like that, that is a bit promotional um, or a call to action, like that's, I'm yeah, just, that's I mean, I could- Yeah, that's a huge difference. Like mm. StreamYard or Restream does not give you sort of the ability to do nested sources, which is what this would essentially be at that point. Like you could have that on the, on the screen. Um, it would kind of, clumsily take over this space in between us like if uh i did we have something i'm sure like you know i could throw on uh like blam that's just gonna do what it does it's exactly where it is uh mm -hmm. and i can't have it inside john's window or anything like and, that and i'll show you i'll show you the classic example of this and uh you know i think um drax was asking what is Streamyard? Streamyard is just uh just some streaming software but it's like i designed software. i designed this graphic here to encourage people to like and subscribe. And it works really great when we're both here and we're both using this side. But if I um, if I take, you know, Sam outside of this frame, look, look what happens. Um, I've got to change to this one, I think. Like it's, it's sort of, it cuts a fair amount of, of my screen off. So it's, uh, you know, it, it's again, like it's, it's nothing anybody needs to really stress about too much, but it's yeah. just, you need to think about the constraints you've got. And I guess, no matter what you're using, it's worthwhile learning how to work it well and uh, and, and roll with it. But I just, yeah. uh, I mean, I it kills me that more people aren't sort of using, like, if, you know, if you're in a professional context, if you're selling a service, if you're doing sales calls or promotional calls or even uh, customer support calls, the ability to, to look professional and show up well is just, just a beautiful thing. Yeah, and OBS is just going to give you an extra level of, you know, finessing of those scenes. It just, you know... You're not going to run into one of, one of the things that I see quite a bit because I do use StreamYard for a show once a month um, is it prioritizes these cameras. So it has basically a dynamic um, camera positioning. So if I switch this to another scene, uh, oh, that's not a great example. You know, John <laughs> is now the big one and I am the small one. I have no choice over that. I can move this so that I now become that. But if I want to be sure that I'm going to be there, I'm going to use OBS. <laughs> like... Absolutely. Um, and again, like StreamYard, like StreamYard, I guess the thing I'm, I'm trying it's to say fine. though is, like it's, it's, it's good, it's great. And to be honest, if you're just two people who aren't uh, control obsessed, if, if you're happy to accept the, the defaults, because nine times out of 10 people should be there to listen to what you have to say like yeah. you know don't don't get too obsessed with with the extra features but i just i just love the idea that you know i can sort of i can go to a different scene collection i do have a scene collection that's specifically for my day job um you know and i just little things little uh tweaks to to delight people and again yeah. they don't always know how that works so you instantly seem like this magical figure that has this secret power that they don't understand and can't yeah. use so I, um I think one of the, we've gone over quite a bit, but I think one of the biggest features that neither Restream or StreamYard really have, like you can finagle it in a way, um, but it's something that OBS does have, is the ability to have a browser source. It's not sharing a browser window, which is what Restream and StreamYard can do and OBS can do but it lets you actually bake into your scene a browser source. So that source could be completely transparent 
And this is how, if you ever go to, you know, like a Twitch stream, like a gaming stream, uh, stream with a lot of people active and there's things happening on the screen, that's a browser source. Like somebody has followed you, somebody has subscribed, somebody's donated $5. That's all browser sources. Um, mm -hmm. And you can't do that easily in StreamYard or Restream. You can kind of do it, uh, but it would look real weird. <laughs> And it wouldn't be an overlay. It would be like one, it would be like an additional box that is now dedicated to this thing that should be full screen. Um, so yeah, I I think that is a big feature that a lot of uh, specifically gamers, you know, are always looking for, and would turn turn them on to OBS off of any of these other things. Now Streamlabs, being an OBS clone, would have that ability. Uh, and this is John setting one of those up. Um, Drax asks, wait, OBS have a browser. I think, are you asking, does it have a browser source? Because yeah, it, that it does. It's not a browser, but yes, I could put any, um, any web page into a scene and do it as an overlay, do it as uh, you know, a side-by-side, -side, anything like that. So if it is an alert, then it's on a transparent or it's on something you chroma key out and it now appears randomly over you. There you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and again, like the, uh, I, we've done a whole other show and we, we're massively over time. So yeah. I won't dwell on that too much, but I guess um, to Drax's question, like I've just added like my website in here as a, as a uh, browser source, I can sort of change the dimensions of this and maybe I should. Um, so it fills more of the screen, but I, I guess the, um, in fact, if I transform that and fit the screen might be better. Um, but the great thing about this is that if I click on this, there's actually a button that says interact. And if I have yes. that enabled, I can sort of, um, I can actually click on things and it'll take me places potentially, um, like different places. But yeah. again, um, there's so much to potentially unpack with that. And uh, I, I guess we're happy to, to dig deeper into further OBS sure. topics if you are actually, um, you know, interested in doing those. So as always, just let us know what you'd like to hear more of. And we'd love to sort of cover that in the future. Um, but thank you for, for dropping by. We've had some great interaction in the chat. We really appreciate that. Um, Sam, if people want to learn more about you and find out all the cool things you're doing, where can they go? Sure. Head over to uh, samproof.tv, which is, that's my website right there. You can find all of my links to my different socials and live streams at the top there in those little icons. Uh, but for the most part, you'll find me over on cuteavalanche.com and it's live stream, stream working on that 24-7 uh, kitten cam. I do want to uh, plug this a little bit, which is uh, my Discord. So you can go to samproof.tv slash Discord. I have an entire section devoted to other content creators that I want to start really putting out there. And if you have questions about something like OBS, go in there and, uh, and ask in that section. And uh, I will try and answer as fast as possible. Nice. And if you want to catch up with anything I'm doing, you can head over to johnlacey.com. Um, I do have a whole bunch of OBS-related articles over there. And if you scroll to the one of the, that page, you can find me in many of the various social places. I must admit, I'm joining Twitter clones left, right, and center. And they're not all on my website, but that's probably a discussion for another day. So anyway, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Um, I, again, we'll be back roughly the same time next week, so we'd love to have your company then too. But um, take care, have a great week, have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you again soon.